Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, from approximately coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding take pleasure in presenting the CBS Radio Network. Did you see all the fuss over at the Bastille today? Oh, you know. I know they did. It was a complete surprise. We want to uh, just say that if we had known anything about it, we would have had full coverage for you. We could have had Wally Ballou out there and Dottie Skirmahorn, his broadcasting partner, but we just never thought of it. It really seems more like home today. For some reason, we're getting used to the studio and back with us again at its regular position on our broadcasting <laughs> table is the great Bob and Ray Bird which we have done so many shows with. I think uh, we're all going to get to know and, uh-uh. and like the bird. He hasn't said anything yet. Yes, that's it. But, uh, oh, he's whistling a little. You'll hear more about the great Bob and Ray Bird as uh, the show progresses, or as the series does. What's first today? Uh, well, we have our hidden microphone feature right here. So let's have a little clean. Today, uh, the Bob and Ray hidden microphone has been secreted at the candy counter located in the plush lobby of New York City's own Capistrano Theater in fashionable Times Square. Donna, do you want any candy before we go in? I don't know. Well, then let's go in. Well, do I have time to look the candy counter over before the picture starts? I'll look through the door. Has the picture started, Fred? I don't know. An usher pulled the door closed from the other side just as soon as I opened it. But I heard an upsurge in the music, so it must be close to the end of the first feature. Well, lots of movies have musical upsurges in the middle, Fred. You know that. Come on over here and help me pick out some candy. What kind are you going to get, Donna? Well, I see what I like, but... I'm embarrassed. Would you ask the young man behind the counter for some of that? Some of what, Donna? Well, I'm pointing to it on the second shelf there, third from the left. Uh, this one? Yeah, that's the one. Would you ask him for it? Well, why are you embarrassed? Well, if you must know, Fred, it's because it's got a funny name, and I'm afraid the man behind the counter will laugh at me. Well, what do you care if it's got a funny name? You didn't make it up. Uh, just ask him for it, Fred. Well, I will, but it's kind of foolish. I'm sure he won't laugh at you. Uh, Fred, will you please ask him for the candy? All right. Say, uh, can I have a box of... Say, Donna, how do you pronounce the name? Well, walk over here where he can't hear us, and I'll tell you. How do you pronounce it, Donna? Well, Jicker Jubies. Jicker Jubies? That's right. And it's going over the counter, and you ask him for it. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Donna. I, uh, suppose we both go over, and when we get there, uh, I'll point to it, and I won't even have to mention the name of the candy. You mean you're afraid he'll laugh, too? Well, it isn't. What I mean is, uh, come on, let's go over there. All right. Say, uh, yeah. uh, can I have a box of 
what I'm pointing to? Well, I can't see nothing from back here. Name it, and I'll give it to you. It's all. Uh, well, it's in a box, and it's uh, colored blue, light green. Oh, Fred, ask him for it. And it's uh, there's a picture of one of them, or whatever it is in the box. You know, a picture of one of them on it. Come on, Mac. What is it you want? Jickajubies. Jickajubies is what I want. Forty boxes of Jickajubies. <laughs> Jickajubies. <laughs> Chicken chewing. Oh, quiet. Every time I hear that name, I laugh. <laughs> Donna, why don't you chew gum? All right, well, get me a package of mini bird chewing gum. Mini bird? <laughs> Thank you, audience. We uh, have a real surprise for you today because in our audience, we've. Second, Bob Bird, please. Uh, is the great bird causing trouble? The other side of the studio, yes. Right. It bothers me just a little bit. Just before we went on the air, we spotted one of this country's most popular ballad singers, star of his own television show, and more recently author of a best-selling book of advice to teenagers. Step right up here, Pat Broom. How are you, Pat? Pat, I'd like to say I've never seen you looking more relaxed. Uh, casual, wearing that. What, what do you call that? Uh, sweater coveralls, kind of a long sweater with cutouts for the legs. Uh -huh. It's an idea from one of my fan clubs. Swell, isn't it? Certainly is, Pat. Pat, <laughs> uh, did you want to mention your new? Uh... I have a new album. It's called "A Clean Sweep" by Broom, and it features songs to listen to while cleaning the house. You know, I hear it sold six million copies the first day it was out. That's right, pops. The fact that the album isn't moving too well doesn't bother me, though. July is a notoriously slow month for wreckage. Pat, who's your... Uh... <laughs> okay, kid, Pat, who's your summer replacement on your TV show? Uh, singing group, uh, Dad. The Four Seven of Clubs. Are they good, Pat? Well, my voice is dubbed in over everything they sing on the show, so I'd have to say the boys are pretty good. Well, in addition to wanting to please all of our gang here, I had another reason for asking you up here. Your book on advice to teenagers. Oh, teen scene? Teen scene, yeah. It's been out there. Uh, I see you read it. It's been out a month, and 12 million copies have been sold. Well, you know, it came out in June, and... That's the time most people start thinking about their vacations, so the fact that sales are a little slow uh, doesn't necessarily... Well, no, I, what I wanted to ask you was this. Aren't you a little young to be giving advice to teenagers? Well, I'm about as old as I can get at the moment. You, you can't push a thing like age. I know, but uh, what advice could you, barely out of your teens yourself, give to the modern teenager? Plenty, Mr. Elliott. Have you read the first chapter in my book, Neatness in the Teenager? No, I haven't. Well, it teaches teenagers how to keep records free of dust and lint mm -hmm. so they can get a real fine sound from their phonographs. It's good advice, isn't it? Well, I suppose so, Pat. Yeah. And, uh, thanks, thanks, man. And then uh, there's a chapter on over-anxiousness in the teenager. Well, what material does that cover, Pat? Well, like sometimes local record shops are in short supply of my albums. Well, I just tell the kids not to get over-anxious. The album will be there sooner or later. Well, right? that seems, seems like good advice, too. Do you have a chapter on when teenagers should start holding hands? Well, I do, uh, Mr. Elliott, and I'm quite serious about this. Mm -hmm. uh, they can start holding hands anytime they want. It's just as long as they're not holding hands while they're in a record shop. 
Well, I guess it's difficult for kids to shell out while they're holding hands. Pat, I see I was wrong. Anyone popular enough to command a TV audience of 70 million people? I got uh, 70 million viewers for the first five minutes of the show. And uh, there's a reason for that. You see, when I first come on, people are tired and cranky. Uh-huh. And I well, just thank you very much, Pat Broom, and thank you, gang. Thank you. 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 I'm going back and sit down, all right? Say, uh, I'd like to ask uh, your question as an average American homo sapiens. Well, some other time I'm tinkering with my radio set. Well, now this will only take a minute. Yeah, this will only take a couple hours. Well, if you'd only... Uh... Now, now it's warming up. I don't want to seem crass and indifferent, but when CBS radio's winning seven daytime serials around the air... Nothing and nobody can interrupt. Well, my question's on that very point. Uh, I wanted to know if you can name the winning seven. Is that all? Why, sure. The romance of Helen Trent, Ma Perkins, don't forget her. Uh, Whispering Streets, Young Dr. Malone, Right to Happiness. How many is that? That's five. Uh, the Couple Next Door, and the second Mrs. Burke. Hey, that's good. How come you asked me? Well, your neighbor said you'd know. Well... I did. Well, thank you very much. You know, I'm beginning to feel free, as you were pointing out earlier in the show. Yeah, I often wondered about that one door that that leads to where. Do you have any idea? I, the one over there, I don't yeah. know. I, that's the one place I haven't explored. Well, I think I'll take a walk over and look. Okay. Oh, wait, gentlemen, please, uh, please. Yes, Haskell. Don't open that door. Well, we never open that door, Ray. <laughs> ah, oh, 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 oh. You see. That's where we keep the first Mrs. Burton. Never go near her. Hello now, and welcome to Grand Motel. A speck of a place, a heck of a place, on Route 14 near Hadleyville, where the mountains reach the sky, and living is as easy as pie. A melting pot of a meeting place. Wise old owner and general manager of Grand Motel, Leonard Humphrey, calls it. All right, all right, I'm coming. Well, hurry up. Hey, son. Sorry I took so long. I was serving the continental breakfast to some of my guests. My name is Leonard Humphrey. Uh, to what time do you serve the continental breakfast, Humphrey? Continental breakfast consists of a donut and coffee and is served free until 9 a.m. Well, I don't even get up until 11, Humphrey. Guess if I wanted a continental breakfast at that time, I'd have to pay for it? Son, try to understand. The rules around here apply to all the guests at Grand Motel. I'm not a hard man, but I got to respect myself by keeping the rules. Well, you can whistle for my business, Humphrey. So long, buddy. Riddance to bad rubbish. Oh, Ted, who didn't drive a customer off again, did you? Well, he wanted the continental breakfast free at 11 in the morning, Naomi. Oh, Dad, listen to me. Grand Motel is in bad shape. We need all the money we can get for advertising. We have to get you to Denver, Dad, for the safety match company. We've got to get Grand Motel on matchbook covers. Well, that's a little more than a dream, Naomi. The safety match company wants to charge us $2 a thousand for our name and a picture of Grand Motel on the cover. Then we've got to do all the writing and drawing ourselves. 
Well, I'll go back to cabin six and start the preliminary sketches. Oh, and Dad, remember, we need customers here at Grand Motel badly. Seven cabins in spick and span condition, all with covered light bulbs. Do you have a cabin that's set off from the rest? No, they're all clumped together, mister. Say, who's your friend in the tuxedo sleeping in the back of the car? Is there strict privacy around there, Mr. Humphrey? All you want. Incidentally, we don't serve continental breakfast free after nine in the morning. You better get that straight right now. Well, I don't mind but I'd better ask Lupesco. Lupesco? I say, Lupesco, wake up. But it's still daylight, Professor. I know, Lupesco, but I stopped at a place called Grand Motel, and they don't serve continental breakfast after nine in the morning. Perhaps if we persuade him. Don't be a fool, Lupesco. You can't make any sudden movements, not until we're sure that it works. My good man, I think we're going to continue on to the coast, where we can get better accommodations. Uh, all right. You didn't see bad rubbish anyway, I see. Will Leonard Humphrey continue to turn away customers through his stubborn insistence that continental breakfasts will not be served after nine in the morning? And will Leonard Humphrey ever get to Denver and the Safety Match Company? We'll see here on Grand Motel. Now, I think maybe it's just time for Ray and a few words about the food packages. Would you fill them in on that, Ray? <laughs> well, again, a reminder that we should, uh, when you do mail a food package to Bob and Ray, uh, put enough uh, posters on it because uh, in this warm weather, you don't want the food to remaining in the post office too long. That's right. And uh, that goes particularly for fudge, for... Uh, brownies. Brownies, cookies with chocolate uh, chips in them. We do love to receive them, but we like them to get here you know, within a reasonable time. Well, I think, uh, Bob... Uh, uh, Haskell, would you please bar that door? We don't want, oh, want yeah. to ever make that mistake Yes, again. I will, Ray. I'll take care of that by tomorrow. Good. Thank you very much. You will come back tomorrow, won't you, please? Well, we'll be here, we hope. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. Thank you. This is the CBS Radio Network. Speaking for myself and Pat McGinnis. Myself and Pat McGinnis.